Happy holidays, dear listener. Do you know what will bring everyone some early Christmas cheer? A straight-to-DVD B-horror movie with a jacked-up killer Santa at its core. Sprinkle in a bunch of off-color jokes, nudity, hilarious kills, and terrible music. That's right. Tonight, we'll be covering 2005's Santa Slay. Ho, ho, hoes. Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Welcome, folks. And before we begin, we all want to send out our condolences on the passing of Tommy Tiny Lister. To say this man was larger than life is an understatement. Standing in at 6'5", 300 pounds, this dude was a beast. But size aside, he apparently was super nice with a heart of gold. A lot of Hollywood folks have been pouring out nothing but good stories about how this guy was great to work with and always there to help other actors. Before we pour one out in his honor, I want to go around the horn and mention our favorite character or moment of his career. And you cannot use Debo. I'll start since I don't want to get mine stolen. I really enjoyed him as the president in Fifth Element. T.W., what do you got? Zeus. No holds barred, baby. Good call. Uh, Chumpzilla. I will crack a beer. Set your set your first bottle. <laughs> yep, first time for old tiny. Uh, yeah, you stole mine, McCheese. I really enjoyed his turn as the president in The Fifth Element because that movie is awesome, and it was really interesting to see that uh, type of character. You know, the big, you know, strong guy play the president. That was. I mean, cool. to be fair, he was basically the the prototype for President Camacho, right? Sort of, but I mean, he was sort like, of. you know, he was, he was just, it was just interesting to see like a really big physical presence play like a political leader like that. That was pretty cool. That's true. And it fit the tone of the movie perfectly. Ah, uh, Luke Besson's yeah. one good movie. Yeah. That's you know what? Fair. And that movie is really good. It, it's such an entertaining movie. It, it kind of flopped though, didn't it? Mm, I don't know enough for us to do it. Yeah. I was about to say, if it flopped, we're doing it. It wasn't a huge hit. Is that but... the movie with Eddie Murphy and his robot bodyguard? Randy Quaid. Got it. I'm going to come through this fucking screen uh, and kill you and make me watch Pluto Nash again. Kind of, kind of, but no, it's, it, this is the one with, uh, uh, you know, Chris Tucker in it, not, not Eddie Murphy, but whatever. Oh, okay. Chris is Tucker Alec Baldwin is, uncredited? All right. What, what is your, what is your choice? Thunders or not? Sorry. What is your choice? Jumzilla? I think he's no, still going with the fifth, fifth element, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got nothing else. I, I, that's all I came prepared with. Uh, fair enough. Mine was dark Knight. Uh, the the give it to me and I'm going to do what you should have done 10 minutes ago and he throws it out the window like didn't didn't see that coming and that was great and again he's cast as a prisoner and he's been a prisoner in several different things and again that's why I think it's really interesting that in the fifth element he's the president that, that's kind of I, I like that dichotomy there you know? uh, just one more thing on the no holds barred angle Zeus was in the WWE for a spell and he wrestled Hogan and he wasn't a great wrestler, but 
Imagine a young thunderous wizard thinking that Zeus had showed up to murder Hulk Hogan as he did in the movie, and that's why that is my favorite Tiny Zeus Lister moment. Of and course. Thunderous Wizard. Where was Zeus billed from? Oh, I don't remember. Parts Unknown? Parts, Parts Unknown. I love that. Rip em, rip. Uh, I do remember that, uh, what is one of the worthless guys who lives on the island and lost? That's Hulk Hogan's brother in No Holds Barred, and Zeus puts him in the hospital. Jacob. Nice. Jacob. All right, well, let's begin this pod. Again, thank you for listening and joining us on the 88th episode of Hops and Box Office Slops, prevented by RevengeOfTheFans.com. I will be your host tonight for my first ever pod, and hopefully it is not as bad as the movie we will be reviewing. Actually, I'm okay if it's this bad, as long as it's also as funny. As That's a, reminder, a tall order. He settled down. As a reminder, Hops and Box Office Flops is the interwebs premiere pod dedicated to poorly reviewed and or financially bust films. You can find the show on all social medias at Hops and B.O. Flops. Tonight, for our second entry in the Hops and Holiday Flop series, again, we'll be reviewing the aforementioned Santa Slay. Joining me on tonight's pod, as always, are the Thunderous Wizard, who is dancing at Gold Diggers under the alias Tess Tickler. When I am not dancing at Gold Diggers as the aforementioned Tess Tickler, I am here to spread Yuletide fear. <laughs> his, his stage partner joining us, Chumpzilla, dancing under the alias Dixie Rex. Ho, ho, ho's. For a second time. And just Captain such Cash. A, such a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> and Captain Cash, who is hopefully now feverishly creating me a Goldberg Santa cosplay. Real talk, that's a good ass costume. It really is. Like they really like, I they didn't the have hat. a lot. Yeah. They clearly didn't have a lot of money to work with here, and a good chunk of it went into that costume. So well done. And the sleigh and his awesome hell buffalo. And, uh, and the first seven minutes. I found it yeah. very funny how they kept calling him Fat Man when he's most clearly super jacked murder oh, Santa yeah. Claus. Yeah. He's, he's a fucking beast. And they're like, hey, fat boy. <laughs> it's like, maybe, maybe don't call the big scary man. Like, he's clearly a Viking more than anything else. I did enjoy the fact they tried to tie this story to Norse mythology. So that was kind of interesting. They, they yeah. put some effort in. If I may push up my glasses at this point, I would like to point out the myth of Santa is largely based on Odin. So that uh, that tracks. The Allfather, yes. Out of curiosity, how much does curling factor into that mythology? <laughs> More than you <laughs> might think. Shit. I was going to bring that up later. but Later, uh, later. Save it. Save show it. of hands, who's curled here? So two out of four. Yes. That's not, All right. It's not curling bad. Will come up later. I spent some time numbers. in Minnesota. <laughs> All right, final points of order. You can find me on Twitter at HBOF McCheese. You can find T Dubs at Writer TLK. You can find Captain Cash everywhere at C A P T C A S H. And you can find Chumpzilla at Chumpzilla8. Hey, yo. Right. For tonight's pod, I've selected a fairly available beer so we can all give some comments and feedback on. To keep it festive, we are drinking Celebrations Fresh Hop IPA by Sierra Nevada. This beer comes in at an ABV of 6.8, so I think it's acceptable to Captain Cash, but possibly lower than he'd like. I am not pleased, but I will accept it. Mm, okay, good. I, I will allow it. Yeah, nice. And Fair it carries enough. some decent scores on various beer rating websites, which I guess are a thing. I never actually looked uh, until now. 
I'm a big fan of this beer and usually defer to it as my go-to winter IPA. It is copper in color and does have a very heavy IPA flavor, like you're eating a plant. Um, I will give it a three beer movie rating, but if I've just eaten a big meal, that's going to come down a lot. Because like I said, it's pretty heavy. It has a pretty aggressive aftertaste, if you ask me. You know, I've had this before, McCheese. I'm a big IPA guy, like every generic... Yeah, millennial slash hipster white dude. But uh, yeah, this one is exceptionally pine coney. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm drinking a pine cone. It tastes like winter. So I think it, it achieves what it sets out to. But uh, yeah, it, it's kind of heavy. I agree. Like, you know, but I'll give it three movies as well because it is good. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll push through. I think if you like Sierra Nevada beers in general, you'll like this beer. But because of what you two just said, the heaviness factor, I'd say two to two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I I had a big bowl of chili for dinner, so I'm I'm struggling through this first one. Oh, and well, it, I, let me ask you a question, McCheese. Like I'm a big fan of Sierra Nevada's torpedo. Oh yeah. I that between torpedo I find and that too much easier to drink than this. I would agree. I there's a reason this is only around for four months because I don't know if they could sell it throughout the year. You can, I can drink torpedo year round, just like I can drink two hearted year round. I can only drink celebration for a couple months. Cause then I just burn out on it. Uh, it and, it's and, not, it's not bad, but yeah, it's not as drinkable as torpedo. And there's something about Four that. Bells. There's something about that heavy pine coniness. We just mentioned that like on the first one you drink about 20 seconds after your first sip, it like the back of your throat is like, what dude, yeah. Uh, seasonal beers are seasonal for a reason. Yeah. Fair. It's like seasonal coffees. It's only so much you can handle. Coffee, coffee, coffee. I feel like three out of three is pretty aggressive for this. It's good, but uh, two. Well, two, two and a half. Okay. So we got we got we got we got two, two and a half and three. Just so. centers. See, you're yeah, pretty so close. We're a little me. split, but well moving on. Again, it's it's acceptable, especially since it's a seasonal beer. Oh, and yes, indeed. All right, tail the tape for this bad boy. Released straight to DVD in 2005, Santa Slay has a surprising cast. Consider it was really going for that B horror movie, and by that, more funny than scary. Uh, I have no official box office numbers to give because all I could find was that it made a little under seven grand upon its release in. Wait for it. The United Arab Emirates. I'm not sure how much of that is the truth. Given wow. the uh, timing of that, that's, uh, huh. <laughs> huh. You, you know what? If I had to guess, that probably just disclosed a secret CIA operation overseas. That We're all about to get murdered. Yeah, because oh, they probably crap. like screened this for the, the, you know, the, the hidden spies. For the record, you only send Goldberg to the United Arab Emirates or anywhere in the Middle East to severely disappoint people, which he does on the on the regular now when he goes there and nearly murders wrestlers such as the Undertaker. Wait, what? I feel like that, that, that's, that's some inside baseball stuff there. Yeah, Thunder Look it up. Give us a background because uh, I heard this story. Okay. Well, I, I know I know that WWE has some shady dealings in the Middle East, yes. but I didn't realize yeah. it was Goldberg being a hitman. No, he goes and he wrestles terrible matches, and uh, uh, quite recently he wrestled the Undertaker and nearly murdered him. So by what you're telling me him on his in head. the Middle East they have unregulated wrestling matches? No, they're regulated. 
but sometimes they don't pay the promoter and then hold the plane hostage at the airport, which is what happened the last time in uh, Wait, what? In Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Way. Yeah. So, look it up. Uh, that's all this, become, this is becoming a wrestling pod. Yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole point of it is Goldberg goes to the Middle East to disappoint people because I'm sure this movie did disappoint many people. Or how many tickets is seven thousand dollars? What what I'm trying to say here is this was clearly screened at a CIA black site in the uh, UAE. Uh, I'm just saying if you were disappointed by this movie, maybe you didn't have your expectations set by the fucking poster. Well, oh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get true. into that in the plot summary. True story. There's three forms of torture that were mainly used in this time frame. Uh, there's water torture, uh, sleep mm-hmm. deprivation light deprivation mm-hmm. and screening Santa's sleigh on loop. So <laughs> how dare yeah. you? No, nope, that checks out. It's, hey, it's I, actually not Santa's sleigh. It's just the clip where Goldberg goes, ho, 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 for literal hours on end. On loop. No, he goes, ho, ho, ho's. It just keeps zooming in on his face as he's driving the sleigh going, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. That actually checks out. All right. This film was written and directed by David Steeman. I hope I'm saying that right. And this is his only movie listed on IMDb, IMDb, and produced by Brett Ratner, as well as nine other <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> hey, Brett Ratner, confirmed monster. How's it going? <laughs> yeah. That's probably why we get a lot of strip club scenes, right? Um, apparently. Oh, yeah. I, I think we just talked about that. It's time he used to work for Ratner, so that might have been the push that got him his first movie. It's like, hey, buddy, if you don't let me do Slay and Slay, I'm going to tell some people some things. <laughs> I mean, um, I guess way to shoot your shot, dude, but, you know, I've never directed a movie, so what, what can I say? I mean, it's a weird way to burn your political capital, but at the same time, he yeah. directed the movie. So Maybe he know. likes horror, maybe he likes Santa. Maybe he likes Fran Drescher and a bald cap. Who knows? Oh, God. <laughs> Huge Krista Kattan guy. <laughs> Huge. IMDb carries a score for this of 5.3. There is no Metacritic score. There is no Tomato Meter score. And the fan score on Rotten Tomato is 42. <laughs> uh, Seems honestly, high. Honestly, if you like B-horror movies that don't take themselves seriously, you might enjoy this. If not... Like Captain Cash said, you you came to the wrong movie. Like there's, this movie tells you exactly what it is, as loud as it can at every opportunity. I don't know how you don't know what this is. If you look at the movie poster and the runtime and don't know what you're in for, the only issue I have with this movie is it's not nearly gory enough. Well, that's there's like, a lot of issues. There are a handful of things that they could have done. If there was some to, more fake blood in this and it was a little more gory, I I think it would have been more you know genre y. But it 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 it's, it's like it's like they're trying to flirt with a PG thirteen you know rating kind of thing. Like like I, I feel like why isn't this like a hard R movie? It's not a hard. There's not tits a hard all over movie. the place. Yeah, but it's not a but the violence is not a hard R. There's there's that's one fair. tit scene. There's one tit scene. You get one yeah, tit but it, scene. It goes great. On I get for it. it. It goes on for an ex- I mean, it's not like a diehard tit scene. It, it goes no, on for no, a good you, five minutes. You, you get a whole tit sequence. I get that. But the violence is not that gory. And well, I was expecting gore in a horror movie. As he's That's about true. to describe, quote-unquote horror movie. clearly blew their budget on stunt casting 
and certain well, scenes in the movie. So yeah, well, and we'll run through that in the plot. And I also want to mention uh, Chumpzilla. Don't forget in that tit scene, he also swings from the ceiling while muff diving one of the strippers. So they got that in there. And he gives that's, a that's very fair. weird look yeah. after he does it. It's very awkward. Yeah. And I will admit in that first scene, you do get some decent gore. The kills yeah. in the first scene are pretty okay. All right, let's but get to the, the plot. Rest so of the movie we're gonna, pretty weird. Yeah. We're going to go through it as we go through the plot. You can find the movie on Peacock uh, with commercials, or you can, <laughs> you can rent it on Amazon for two months. What the fuck is Peacock? <laughs> fuck you, NBC, with your janky-ass streaming hey, service. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Saved by the Bell reboot. <laughs> I'm hopping aboard the peacock. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, 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 I'm over here looking at my old Tiger Beat photos of T- Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Oh, uh, there we go, old Kelly Kapowski. Nice. All right, you're you're casting this, obviously, Bill Goldberg as Santa. Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> Emily Claire. The re- how do you say that? The Raven. The Raven as Mary, the main female. Quote the Raven. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. <laughs> Douglas, I guess this dude's in Big Little Lies Smith as Nicholas, the main kid, male, protagonist, whatever. Uh, Robert Culp as Grandpa, who I guess this guy's in a ton of movies. He's in a shitload of movies. Yeah, when I looked at IMDb, it's like 186 is his tally. Um, There's also a random assortment of famous people that we will discuss as we go through the plot because there are a lot of them. Uh, one liners. Come on, we we have we have to at least have a dedicated segment to that first scene. Oh yeah, no, that's what we're starting with. We're, okay, well, okay. After we, it's in the first. We're gonna have a good bit of a conversation on that very shortly because this is not gonna take long to get through. Um, IMDb describes this movie as such: Santa Claus is actually a demon who lost a bet with an <laughs> angel. <laughs> stop! Stop laughing. So he becomes the giver of toys and happiness. But when the bet is off, he returns to his evil ways. Um, my one sentence is, break out the beer and cheer. Santa's here to murder everyone. <laughs> Thunder's wizard, what do you got? Who's next? Robert Culp, Dave Thomas, Saul Rubinick, Jimmy James Kahn, Rebecca Gayhart, Chris Kattan, and a couple of snooping asshole kids and bodyguards. <laughs> yeah, that, that tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Cash, what you got? I saw mommy getting murdered by Santa Claus for 90 minutes. I don't know why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Chumpzilla. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to simulate oral sex and murder you. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's uh, it's accurate. Cheers. All right. Uh, we're going to go through the plot summary, and if it takes us more than 10 minutes, like we say always, we will be uh, not doing ourselves a favor, but at the same time, I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of questions <laughs> on this one. Uh, all right. During the opening credits, we get a brief pictorial of the plot, but don't worry. The plot gets explained several times throughout the film, and actually, if you can't figure out the plot from the movie name and the poster, please ring your call bell, and Tommy will come back and hit you in the head with a tack hammer, because you are a... never mind. You'll be uh, you'll be dreaming of sugar plum fairies when I'm finished with you. <laughs> I just from the four realms. <laughs> I just hold I it don't in. Know. Hold it in. Hold it in. There is so much explanation for Santa is a killer. The movie. I don't understand why. <laughs> Almost to the same of last week, we get a break <laughs> mid movie to get an, a further explanation in a different format. 
I now I want to talk about that because that that to me was the one good idea this entire film had. It was very abominable. It was very abominable snowman. It was, we'll get, yeah. That's yeah, a good point. Get, so the movie opens on what I guess is Christmas Eve dinner, because the timing in this movie is suspect at best. That includes, get ready for it, uh, Th- Thunder Swizzard already named most of him, but James fucking Khan, who goes uncredited, which is a smart move. What friend. the fuck is James Khan doing here? <laughs> I, I, like, I don't know why I'm here. I extra know. what Did James Khan lose a bet? And, and he's clearly playing the same role as he does in Elf. Yes, that's yes. the weirdest thing. It's like, holy shit, it's the guy from Elf, and he's the same guy. I think it's safe to assume that it is the same guy, and he got so annoyed with Buddy, he had an affair with Fran Drescher, and then had to Created take on her like, different family. deadbeat kids. That's yeah, fair. so continuing that on, Fran Drescher's in this, Rebecca Gayhart's in this, and Chris Kattan's in this opening scene. If, so, if hey, listeners, listeners, that's the Noxzema girl. You finally, you finally have come yes. full Founder. circle. Finally, full Yeah, thank you, thank you, Santa Slay and Urban Legend. Urban Urban Legends. Also, oily pores. Thank you. Her her <laughs> face is so clean. Yeah, I just, I, Fran Drescher's kind of hot in this. She's oh, always kind of hot. She's, That's true. She was hot in UHF. And the nanny, Wade. <laughs> And well, the one yes. thing before before yeah. we wrap up the scene because it only lasts for a solid five minutes. It, apparently, it's a family dinner, but there's also some sort of weird like Pornhub step thing going on between yes. Chris Kattan and Fran Drescher. Well, yes, yeah. Hold on, Chris Kattan. Why is that guy a thing? He sucks. I feel like this movie was. I feel like this opening scene in the movie that led in it was a <laughs> was an SNL skit that Kattan pitched and then just got out of control. <laughs> <laughs> they just kept shooting. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Yeah. They're like, Katan that's fair. even Adam, even Adam Sandler was like, mm, I don't know, buddy. Don't know about this. They looked at Goldberg and they're like, stay in costume. We're gonna keep shooting this. This is this is working. <laughs> this will only take uh, four or five hours. Let's just get it all on film, yeah. folks. Let's go. Yeah. So we have family dinner, and then yeah, and then Santa shows up and summarily kills everyone, starting with the dog. And it's honestly, the, the dog kick, like I know it first. makes, him, the dog I know it makes him a bad guy, but it's one of the little yappy dogs and it is absolutely played for laughs. And it's like one of four times in this movie I laughed. I, la- I mean, I was laughing a lot. I watched this with Mrs. McCheese and she's like, is this a real movie? And I'm like, this is a laugh riot. <laughs> Barely. So I guess I have to kind of back uh, track a bit on my comment about the lack of gore. The kills in this first segment are excellent. They're creative. They're they're creative. They're they're very explicit. There's not a lot of blood, like almost none. Fran but... Drescher's melted head is pretty decent. Yeah, we get Fran Drescher in the skin cap we already talked about. She's in a bald cap with Sharpie scribbled on it, but whatever. That's um, fair. But for you know everybody else, their kills are pretty graphic and well shot. Yeah, so James Conn's like, kills great. I mean, yeah, not only does he stab him. He's got this hand stabbed to the table. Like they set you up with some pretty good stuff, but that's as, literally as good as it gets. It's all downhill from there. This movie is premature ejaculation. The film, just it's done in five minutes. Just ah, that's all I have. Five minutes, easy there, Hercules. I'm just telling you, James Conn is not. I don't. I don't give a shit. Bill Goldberg's got six moves. James Conn, Sonny Corleone is not going out with a fucking turkey okay. leg to the throat. 
Also Here, like how here's all I'm saying, Thunderous Wizard. No, wait, hold, hold on. Here's all I'm saying. I would pay a hundred American dollars to know what James Kahn said as he walked off set from filming this. Agreed. Where's Brett Ratner? And then he beat the shit out of him. Right. Like, <laughs> like dick tapped him on the way out. Like, fuck you. Wait, does does James Kahn have a, a Twitter or something? Can we at him? He does. He has a Twitter, yes. Make There's sure no way he signed up for this, knowing exactly what was going to happen. I, I guess they paid him a lot of money. Maybe who knows? The only other thing I want to say about that opening scene is how ridiculous the set is, where he breaks through the fireplace, and it's clearly those cardboard blocks the, you give your kids to make towers out of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of bad. And sets. then he kicks the dog back through the fireplace. Yeah. Here's my theory: that entire scene was the tax write-off this is like the producers the movie like let's dump all the money into getting a like five famous people it's gonna drive the cost of making this thing way the fuck up and it's gonna and we're gonna be able to write this off true all right so after the intro scene we cut to our two main characters nicholas who i'll probably call nick for the rest of this to make it quicker and mary they work at a deli together, who is, the deli is owned by Saul Rubinek. Uh, I think I'm saying that right, right, Thunder's you, Wizard? You are, and of all the stunt casting, well, I guess it's not really stunt casting because he's a character actor. I was shocked that Saul Rubinek was in this movie. He's yeah, like he's a legit famous. working actor who's been in a lot of great stuff. Like, James Conn has pissed off a lot of people, so I was like, oh no, James, this is what it came to? But Saul Rubinek... <laughs> Saul, come on, buddy. Yeah, and so we we kind of get some sort of weird thing here, but apparently these kids are a couple. Uh, it comes out later in a bunch Listen, of weird and unnecessary interactions. I understand that this movie is about a Santa Claus who is a demon that murders most of a town. The most unbelievable part of this entire movie is that Mary wants fucking anything to do with Nick. He sucks. Or that they live in Hell Township. Ugh. I mean, that was a bit yeah. on the nose, the name of the township, I thought. Yeah, we also meet Nick's on grandpa. On the nose, Santa's Slay. Santa's Slay, the, the movie about Santa slaying people, but also it's a pun for the fact that Santa Rides a Slay was too okay, on the nose well, for the, you. The title's a different thing. The fact that they live in Hell Township and the fucking <laughs> devil Santa Claus comes to murder them. The name of the town is entirely groan-worthy. It's like, uh... Well, he does, they make reference in the later in the movie why he moved to hell, but we'll get there. Um, we also meet Nick's grandpa, who is a, apparently the town crazy man. Uh, he has a house with a bunker and keeps mentioning that Santa is real and, quote unquote, this is not the year to meet him. He starts to explain the plot, but again, is interrupted. Uh, he starts to read the plot in Old Norse. And has a page-turning book, which is clearly ruining the book. <laughs> it's breaking it's like the this pages. old mechanical arm that's like just scraping the pages. Just, just not the way to handle a book of that age at all. Essentially, it's a device from if you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was actually one of the devices created in... The Nutcracker in the Four Realms. No, no, we're not going there. Uh, until the plot's the necessary four realms. again. We get Santa going around town murdering people at random, some in ridiculous ways and some in hysterical ways. We meet the crooked preacher who becomes necessary later, because why not? He goes to a strip club, because of course, and Santa comes in to wreck shit and apparently set all of the strippers on fire. Now, and we if we get... want to discuss the strip club scene, now is the time to do it. 
one of the so, two wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Everybody get your beers ready because as Merrimack Cheese has just indicated, we are approaching the strip club scene of this movie. Was it Gold Diggers? Gold, yeah, diggers. gold diggers. Gold Diggers. Everybody get your Gold Digger, Goldberg, Santa Sleigh, God, this fucking movie beers ready because this is pretty much the high point of the movie. And it's also where he does the ho, 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 hoes. Yep. Drink, uh, by the way. Cheers. I mean, in, in this scene alone, he kills the bouncer. We get it at the end, but the he kills the bartender. Well, we should we should, we should talk about it now. We should talk about it now. His sleigh is driven by a buffalo, an Which, evil. I and he call, I, he keeps calling him a hell deer, but hell it's deer. a buffalo. Yeah, it's a buffalo. I, I don't understand that at all. Like, I, my only thought is they couldn't find an actual deer prop that looked intimidating enough, and they're like, oh, we got a buffalo. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, fine, we're out of money. I think they just want to make it tougher and more satanic instead yeah. of lovable deer. That's what you couldn't understand about this movie? Yeah, they have, a giant have you fucking watched, like, buffalo. Horns or The Ritual? Like, there's tons of scary deer shit out there. Oh, you mean movies that cost more than $5 million? That's what I mean! <laughs> well, yeah, had... we're not we're not here to spend money, okay? This movie's choice of the hell deer was literally when Bill Murray says to the production hand... When they say the glue isn't keeping the antlers on the mice, have you tried staples? That's that's this, this movie. In this scene, we get Santa killing the first bouncer with a wreath. Uh, he kills the bouncer inside and the bartender. Well, he gets one of them to stab the other, and then he kills... Oh, oh uh, so this is the, the one other time that I went, okay, that was kind of a funny gag. Because he he grabs the stripper pole, but before he does, he grabs some disinfectant and sprays it on the stripper pole. <laughs> and, uh, and mind, he's wearing gloves. Yeah, which... And then he breaks the stripper pole, uses it to electrocute and impale another patron. Then he does the <laughs> the Van Helsing rope swinging, but between a girl's legs. And then he sets the place on fire. Which presumably kills all the strippers? Yeah, because yeah, the preacher will later the preacher say, part, yeah, he, yeah. They, they clearly deserve to die because they, wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going <clears> to <throat> uh, broach the subject now. What are the fucking rules in this movie? He seems like, are, he kills no, at random. He's just he kills at random. Like, yeah. yeah, he just kills at random. There is no I, rules. I get that, but there, there, does it not feel like, based on the, the, the book and all the stuff with the grandpa, there should be rules, but there clearly aren't? Well, there no, are. No, 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 I... I to curling, think, hell curling, but to murder, well, yeah, but no. That's just no like rules. whether or not it's open season on murdering people. I, I I guess that's basically it, right? It's like if he loses the game, he can't kill. If he wins the game, he can kill everyone. To Trumpzilla's point, there is very much a a set of rules that the movie abides by that within the movie Santa doesn't give a shit, but literally everyone he kills, with the exception of about two people where it is played for for drama are meant to be coded as bad people. Which is why it's a little weird he kills all the strippers for seemingly being, being strippers. strippers. Uh, I mean, sex workers are people. <laughs> That's not cool. Yeah, but again, yeah. Brett Ratner and this is 2005. What are you going to do? Continuing on, at some point, and I can't completely remember, Santa and Nick cross paths. I think it's after Santa kills uh, Saul, the deli owner, and the cops want to question Nick because yes. the kid who could obviously lift a man twice his size and stab him through the throat looks like that. 
With a fucking menorah. I just, I think I have to bring up the point that Saul Rubinek tells him you're messing with the wrong deli and proceeds to throw like hardened dough balls at him. (laughs) Not like he doesn't bring out a butcher knife. He throws pieces of dough at him. And the guy's like six foot four. They're hard enough to break the front window of the store. Yeah. That doesn't say a lot, I guess, about his uh, ability to make bread at his deli. But, hey, at least we get the classic Goldberg spear. Yeah, through the second worst prop of the film, the deli counter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Like, clearly made out of candy glass. And you know for a fact they had one of those. They were like, Goldberg, you've got to do this right this time because we can't do this again they're like Saul and to to his defense he does smoke him yeah Saul we don't have any stunt people you gotta take this bump from Goldberg (laughs) he's coming in hot (laughs) he's giving you a potato (laughs) so Nick and the cops go back to the cop shop and they chat it's unnecessary to even talk about Santa shows up hold up hold up I'll just point out now take a break here folks we do get a really awkward dialogue exchange between characters and there's some sort of like cock and balls joke made uh it's and cock it's, and bush cock and, cock bush. and bush and yeah, it's right. extremely painful and it goes on for way too long but yeah super troopers was funny so let's do it okay yeah great. they Moving are on. very hard cribbing super troopers here to be like look cops funny haha <laughs> except no one in this movie has any sense of comedic timing nope um, Santa shows up, kills all the police officer, and then chases down Nick and Mary before Santa or before Nick shoots Santa in the chest with a shotgun. This is a good time to mention that we get a lot of weird gun stuff in this film. Uh, I don't think it's worth talking on, but there's a lot of awkward back and forth between Mary and Nick and Mary's father and brother who are gun freaks and the fact that Nick is so incompetent he can't use a gun. Yeah, well, um, hey, that, that was an over-under shotgun, too. Yeah. Uh, Nick and Mary run to Nick's house where they hide in Grandpa's bunker. Santa shows up, breaks through the wall while everyone is escaping through uh, a garage tunnel that Grandpa never told anybody about. Which is where the movie stops to explain the movie. But this is the. Again, to explain the movie for the third time. Yeah. But this is one of those scenes where there's a hint of inspiration and intelligence here because the, the movie shifts from being a live action film into a stop-motion animation in the vein of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or uh, any of those, like, really old... Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman was just animated. Yeah, hey, Captain Cash, don't worry. We're all on the same page here. You're right. The movie takes a break here and has no business being as entertaining as it is in the sequence. (laughs) Like, honestly, if I'm going to, like, give this movie any sort of, like, legitimate criticism... This is probably the high point of the film. Like the opening scene is fun with all the star power and they get murdered and James Khan with like steak knife through his hands, but whatever. No, this stop motion part is actually pretty good. It's actually engaging and entertaining. So the movie and has it, a moment where it's like, oh shit, this is this is cool. And then and it, it it does not hold up. So and, and that's the thing that frustrates me because there's a germ of a great idea here. And it's like yes. at least there is one a germ. person. You're right. There's a germ of, of something fun. At least one person in this movie who was responsible for making this movie had a cool idea. The rest of it just sucks, though. Yeah. And to continue on this scene, this is where we finally get a full explanation that the deal between 
the demon and the angel, the demon now being Santa, it was based around curling and Santa demon not understanding the the basic science of getting closest to the hole and not having your curling stone knocked in. Um, kind of ridiculous for a demon god to not so, understand that. Yeah. Santa, who is the son of the devil, so Jesus is the son of God, Santa is the son of Satan, because Santa and Satan sort of sound the same if you're drunk. Uh, 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 also, uh, I, I would like applause for being for being able to say Santa and Satan sort of sound the same if you're drunk. That's a lot of S's. I'll give friends. you a light applause. Uh, Thank you. I do think that this game that has just mass, like, consequences for whoever wins is pretty fucking bullshit because whoever goes first is at a huge disadvantage because of course you're going to try and knock their curling uh, stone right, in right it's it's bullshit <laughs> what? Well, see, see the thunderous wizard that's why when you do play a match of curling or whatever it's called you know you, you have multiple ends you don't play one end you play like three ends that's one stone, one stone each for a thousand years servitude. It's not like a one-off. You have like multiple ends like, when, you're, when you're curling. You've never going... played high-stakes curling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, to your to your point, the sec the second player has a mass advantage. The one thing I will say is uh, the angel is fucking terrible at wagering because he's betting a thousand years that Santa doesn't murder everybody versus eternity in hell. <laughs> I mean, I just, it, and it's on one game. It's literally on one game. No, it's on right? one throw. One, yeah, yeah one, it's one, throw. one match, whatever. Well, it's on one but, thing. The... But in any case, apparently that happened in, what is it, 1005 AD? So... Yes, yes 1005 with a one year, 1,000 year servitude because Santa doesn't understand that throwing first is a stupid mistake. So what was Santa doing for those other thousand and five years? Exactly. I mean, was he just born like the No, he was murdering people up until one thousand and five and then from one thousand and five to two thousand and five he was giving out gifts. Because he's just like out in the middle of this like ice lake <laughs> just chilling. This plot's already gone on way too long. So Santa shows up, breaks through the bunker wall while everyone's escaping through the garage tunnel. Super effective plan, Grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa gets run over by a reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a song. That's a while, song that I've heard of. While confronting and time-buying uh, Santa so Nick and Mary can escape on a snowmobile, a, a cheesy chase ensues with probably one of my favorite parts where Santa rams the snowmobile with the hell deer and it... Essentially, Mary's like, ow, and then she turns around and punches this beast in the face, which is enough to send Santa way off his course. Which, again, uh, why is Mary not the protagonist? How is Nick still alive? Yeah, God, he so should have died a while ago. Um, the kids end up at their high school and evade Santa until they end up in an ice rink. And why does the high school have an ice rink, do you ask? Because this movie was filmed in Canada. Um, huh. This is where yeah, it kind of no. goes off the rails. Grandpa, he chases It kind of goes and... off the rails at this point? Yeah. 70 minutes what, okay. in, it's off the rails now? This is where it really goes off the rail, because uh, not only in this scene is Santa chasing down in a Zamboni, the slowest machine ever, it also comes out that he has special powers where he can teleport Breathe and shoot fireballs. Fire. Um, Grandpa's angel ghost comes back to challenge Santa for a second curling match of the soul. Hey, guys, it turns out that that animated angel that looked exactly like Grandpa 
is actually Grandpa. Who fucking Yay. At this point, I will defer to our curling expert, Chumzilla. If you lost by going first the first time, would you go first the second time? No. <laughs> I, I, I would not. Santa, who apparently is completely dumb on the second challenge, again, throws first. And explicitly, it is explicitly stated, he's a gambler. He likes no, gambling, no, that's Santa. Oh, no, wait, I was wrong. He doesn't throw first. He throws, he throws second. Yeah, he has Grandpa throw first, and then he throws Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, he throws Grandpa into the ice hole to hell, which, which seems like a breaking of the bargain. <laughs> yeah. That and seems again, that's a little what, unfair. That's fair. Yeah. That's what you would expect a devil to do, but he also just doesn't go. He throws him in the hole and doesn't go over there and take a peek in. Um, so Santa sort of loses this curling match, but doesn't. But anyways, he loses Explain his power. Why. Explain why. why. Why does the grandpa going into the hole not cause well, universe to collapse? Technically, if what is the second wager? He's allowed to be a demon if grandpa loses. If not, then he's got to go back to being Santa. Yes. yes. So yeah. Santa cheats. And he doesn't cheat effectively enough. He throws Grandpa into the hellhole, and Grandpa doesn't go all the way in. He, and he's then, clinging on by his fingers, which he's an angel, presumably has wings. You'd think, like, just before you go into the hellhole, like, spread your wings. He's okay. also a spectral ghost at this point, so... Can we all just, just address all this? is fucking insane. Well, so at this point, Santa loses his powers, and they shoot him with a... <laughs> a nutcracker gun that fires chestnuts because that links back yeah. to something earlier in the movie and our last yeah. pod there's finally a nutcracker and uh, something they, they did set it up God at least. Damn. Um, they get grandpa out of the hellhole uh, apparently Check off that nutcracker gun anyway. apparently this is where Santa flees but he's now powerless doesn't really explain much we'll get to that right. in a second they go outside they find the local gun club and the dude who has uh, one of those throat boxes which is off-putting always um, wow yeah uh, he was a Native American gentleman was he not he yeah was, but they was. make it out one of those like they make it out as one of those stupid comedy things where he's like literally wearing nothing but smoking gear and talking about all the smoking points, but at the same time he clearly has throat cancer. So, oh, you know, oh sucks for you. You know how so he got edgy. throat cancer? Getting the dad a bazooka with his llama yeah. loot. Yeah, llama loot. So not camel bucks. Llama apparently loot. now Those Nicholas nice. has the hell deer flute. Calls him in. The gun club blows him up, and then somehow the evil pastor gets blamed for all this. So, as we're going to talk about, the movie just kind of ends. Uh, <laughs> and so it, it just like ends. super ends, like, and it, we're done. <laughs> it speeds to an insane finish where about thirty things happen in the span of five minutes, and you're just like, all right, that's one way to wrap it all up. And then we get the scene where Santa is now, uh, uh, I would say, a hell's Flying angel. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a hell's angel who's getting a commercial flight up to the North Pole. And then if you if you stuck around, you get the after credit scene where it's uh, Goldberg Santa breaking the fourth wall and going, who's next? <laughs> he's, that's it. He's over. also you. wearing a beanie with his stupid Goldberg symbol, even though I don't even think he was like an active wrestler at this point. So the way this movie just ends, it's like, and we shot a rocket at Santa. The end. Well, not even at Santa, hell dear. All right, listener, that will take us to our first break. We'll come back and do some movie ratings and some overall impressions. Ho, 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 drink. 
Welcome back, listener. We will now proceed on to our movie ratings. I probably give this film a solid six enjoyment beers, but at an hour and 18 minutes, you're going to be chugging them. So I'm more at like a three beer, um, one every 20 minutes. They're, they're fun beers. They're not pain beers. And again, this has to be watched with someone you're either texting with or chatting with to make fun of the whole thing, because it's, it's not a good movie. It's a B movie. It's a schlock movie, but I'll give it three. Three? Okay. Yeah. It, it literally is only 70 minutes long, if that, maybe less, because there's about eight minutes of credits, and I fast-forwarded them to see if there's an after-credit scene. There's not. Yeah, there is. There's I mean, the, yeah, next? Well, yeah. there's that, but I thought there'd be, like, another one, but no. No, dice. no, we're not getting a sequel to this. Yeah, uh, I'd say I'd say three to four enjoyment beers because yes, this movie is incredibly stupid, poorly written, but it's Goldberg having a really good time murdering people as Santa Claus. So that's a good point. No one's having a better time on this film than Goldberg. True. Oh, I'd be yep. curious. I like. I do want some behind the scenes shit of like, what was this like for you, Goldberg? But m- maybe more James Conn, but definitely Goldberg. Um, for me, this is this is a five beer film, man. This, like, there are three to four jokes or gags that I went, hey, kind of clever. Like when Sugar Plum Fairy ate her hair, I was like, ah, you know, that's kind of a cool trick. But none of it hangs together wait. well enough. Wait, 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 what movie did you watch? The Four <laughs> Realms. Oh, not again. Yeah, but. Also, drink anytime we say the four realms. That's a retroactive. You got to go back and, and drink. That's going to happen all December. Yeah, but I just, it's not a, it's not a good movie. It is a schlocky B movie. It doesn't try to be anything more than a schlocky B movie, and like I, that's to its credit. Like if we're talking about the four realms, here's a shitload of money, and it's clearly a giant fucking waste. Here, you can tell they didn't spend as much money. They had kind of a campy idea, and they played it to the hilt. Which one would you rather watch? This one. Oh, this okay. one, easy. A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, but, but that's the difference. This is Chumzilla's fun, rating. Yeah, this is fun beer, beers versus pain beers. Chump? Yeah. No, I, I'd give this four beers. Uh, it's it's enjoyable, and the thing about it is, I, it's a dumb movie, but I sort of enjoyed following the characters through it. Even though the the main protagonist is a total bitch. Oh, listen, the the one sin this movie really just does that I cannot forgive is they did not kill the male protagonist. He sucks throughout. Mm -hmm. If Claire would have just legged the whole movie out and defeated Santa, I would have enjoyed it a whole lot better than hearing him whine the whole time and make a bunch of weird missteps where even that weird scene where she's like, if I have to make every first move, this relationship's never going to work. Like those jokes are dumb and unnecessary and just even add to me hating that guy. He's such a bitch. Claire (laughs) is the the final movie. He's a total bitch. Claire as the final girl versus Santa and Nick set up as the guy's fucking name is Nick Yuleson. Nicholas. Nicholas. Nicholas, Like St. Nicholas and Yule, as in the pagan version of Christmas, son. If that was played as a red herring and he got murdered and we're final girl with Claire, this is a way better movie. So, I mean, I don't... Is this a flop? I mean, (laughs) we have no numbers. Who knows? No. Yeah. I I don't think so. I think it knows what it is, so it knows it's a flop and it plays to a flop audience. 
I'm saying okay. it's not a flop because I literally saw this movie on Spike TV at some point. Remember that was a thing, Spike TV. <laughs> yeah. This I saw it and I remember it because of the curling scene at the end with the stakes of beat me or go to hell for eternity. <laughs> Fucking axe body spray the TV channel. Sure. Yeah, I mean to me, and I think we've talked about it in other pods. We used to do a bad movie Wednesdays in college, and this is this is a perfect bad movie Wednesday movie. You get it. You get a case of beer with your buddies. You go home and you watch this, and you're like, "Fuck, this movie sucks." <laughs> yeah, I like. I don't, is it a flop? I, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's not a good version of what it's trying to be. So, uh, but it, it's also over the top and charming. And how cheap it is. So yeah, I'm inclined to say no too. Here's what I will say, Captain Cash. This is probably in the top three holiday themed slasher movies. There's so Friday the thirteenth. Uh, no, that's not, that's that's not, not a holiday themed. Yeah. Silent Night, think, Deadly Night, Black yeah. Christmas. Krampus. Yeah, yeah, yada, Krampus. yada, yada, yada. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean Friday the thirteenth. What I meant to say was Halloween. Thanksgiving. No, this yeah. is probably in the top three of the overtly uh, thing. Christmas? Uh, holiday. Holiday. Not just Christmas, but just generally holiday-themed uh, slash movies. So uh, I'll, I'll give it a pass in that regard. Uh, it, it, it's, again, that first five minutes is almost interesting. But, yeah, this is... A interesting piece of not only 90s, well, not 90s, uh, late aughts uh, cinema, but a holiday-themed slasher movie. Uh, so um, I'll leave it there. Yeah, I was going to – the next question I had was would you recommend it, but I, I don't think it's necessary. I mean, if you're going to watch a shitty movie on TV and you see it, you watch it. If not, you don't. It's like you're not going to go tell a buddy to watch this. Yeah, to your point, McCheese, there's nothing in this movie that's like super outstanding. Would, none of the kills uh, are amazing. None of the angles are amazing. It's just, it's a movie. I would yep. not recommend paying to watch it. If, no. it, if you caught it no, on God, no. Paramount Network, the old Spike TV, sure. But I don't think it, they it, do it, stuff it, like this anymore. So, No, stop that. Uh, come on now, Thunderous Wizard. Uh, dust off your peacock accounts. <laughs> this, this this is a thing you should see. I think on Peacock. Okay, that's fair. When you're that is. when you're standing at the edge of tomorrow, and you have no idea how far you'll go, watching Saved by the Bell, the College Years on loop, all twenty seven episodes or whatever it was, and you're like, oh shit, I'm out of them. I need another big burly man like Mike Golick to get me through the night. This is your movie. <laughs> oh Lord! How many times does Tim? Uh, no, wait. What's her name? Uh, uh, Tiffany Amber. Tiffany Thiessen. Amber Thiessen. How many times does she have to watch Santa Slay before she becomes a fully realized character in, you know, the Saved by the Bell reboot? I don't even know how to process that. I well, she's married to <clears throat> to the governor of California, Zach Morris, in the reboot. So um... oh God. Any, I have a couple outstanding questions. You guys can throw some in there too. At the end, we find out that Santa has powers, and he spent the first eighty minutes of the movie using zero of them. He can fucking teleport and shoot fireballs out of his mouth, but 
He didn't want to do any of that when he was trying to kill the dude he knows he needed Listen, to Listen, it's just way more fun to get your hands dirty sometimes. You don't always uh, want to use your magic powers. I, that's what I had written down, is that he, he does it the way he does it because he finds this to be a game. I mean, he's a demon who likes killing people. I agree. But, again, I have, I have serious questions about his fucking rules because who's he trying to fucking kill here? Anybody. Everybody. Well, everybody. Yep. Anyone he feels like it. No holds barred. I do think it's a little absurd that he's not able to kill the inept teenager and his girlfriend, but he is able to kill Saul Rubinek, who's throwing literal shards of rock that are, you know, really hard pieces of dough at him, no problem. So why not, you know, shoot some fireballs there? I mean, the spear worked well enough, but just light him on fire. Yeah. <sighs> Another question I had is, there's a scene in the beginning of the movie where he uses the hell deer to ram the old lady in a car, and it launches her, oh god, I don't know, about 30 feet in the air, but he hits Claire in the back, and she's like, eh. <laughs> and he runs the, the, the grandpa over. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. apparently Claire is immune. She is the she is the heroine of this entire movie. There's no consistency. <laughs> to your point, Juice, no consistency whatsoever. Strongest character in the movie. She should have been the heroine. Captain Cash was right. That kid should have died. Yeah. She's the final girl, for yeah. sure. Everyone yeah. should have died in this movie. Bloodshot <laughs> should have shown up for 15 <laughs> minutes and murdered all of them. I think that's how our, that's our automatic correction for a bad movie, is Bloodshot <laughs> showing up and taking care of business. I, so movie, I Vin Diesel look- would have improved this movie hands down. I took a closer look at what uh, Saul Rubinek is throwing at the deli. I think it's dreidels. <laughs> I, I'm dead serious. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I, so, I think he's literally throwing. It's not hard pieces of dough. I think those well, are dreidels. I mean, this is the this is the Goldberg, best time. Brett Ratner, Fran Drescher. There are a lot of Jews involved. This, yeah. there, this is there, the best it, There's time. a slightly Jewish angle to the whole deal. So it just There's goes the, from being stupid to insensitive, is what you're telling me. Well, this, I, this, it started this out insensitive. Stupidly insensitive. Stupidly insensitive. <laughs> And this is the best yeah. time to mention that almost all of the lead characters in this movie are Jewish. Jewish, yeah. No, all whole, of them. Goldberg. Whole, this whole joke, there's no... There's no... Goldberg is a very observant Jew. He like he used to not uh, fight or wrestle on the high holidays and on the Sabbath. Turns out, turns out he never really wrestled anyway. He just went in there and injured people. So. That's, I, got, I got it. You're very upset about the taker. You need to put that behind you. I... I, listen, I appreciate the oh. gag of casting mostly Jews in a movie that is... About like, Christmas? Yeah, pre- predominantly <laughs> and, about Christmas. And, that, and that's Christmas kind of funny. That, that, that's the thing, though. It's not just a movie about Christmas. It's about movie. It's a movie about Christmas sucking. Which <laughs> I kind of appreciate that yeah, gag. that's the joke. That, that's literally the whole joke. They got all these Jews to be in a movie about Christmas being a shitty holiday. It's, it's just hilarious. <laughs> all it's right. Just, uh... like, like, what is it, what is your favorite kill? Stripper pole, hundred percent, not even close. No, the menorah, the more the, the menorah to the throat. That was brutal. I like the candy cane through the eye when he's acting like he's the Salvation Army Santa. And I, who uh, has, who hasn't sucked the candy cane down to that like knife point? A fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. Done Every kid has done that and been like, I could kill someone with this. I appreciated the the multi level Fran Drescher kill, which involved. Him 
blowing fire with high octane alcohol and then drowning her in eggnog. Oh, like that was Christmas themed enough that I'm like, okay, all right, that's kind of clever. There's actually a decent amount of one-liners in this movie. Do you guys have a favorite? I I do have a favorite is in where Goldberg, sorry, Santa goes, I'm Santa Claus, not fucking Dracula. <laughs> when he shines a light in his face. That that's the one time Goldberg is legitimately fu- uh, There are two times. That's the one funny line he delivers. The gag where he sprays the pole is the other one, but yes, Santa yes. Claus, not fucking Dracula. I, I, I pretty great. I did enjoy that. I think, honestly, my favorite is when the cops roll into the whatever the name of that shop is and say, "Looks like someone punched out Mr. Green's Festival of Lights," because it's clearly <laughs> making fun of all the really stupid one-liners from the CBS like shows that have existed for the past twenty years. Oh, that the, the all CSI parents like, love put yeah. on like sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah, and the the one he follows that up with is when the tall, lanky, pretty much insensitive cop goes, "Potts, grab those Amish guys outside too." Talking about the Orthodox Jews. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much casual anti-Semitism in this movie, which would bother me more if it if like they are all Jewish, which makes those jokes somewhat appropriate. I mean, is it okay? Sure. I mean, you could like. I don't know that, the, uh, yeah, but uh, casual well, anti-Semitism. We'll never get the, back, I, I we'll never get the background it, story. It's not a want. bug. It's a feature. That's part of what this movie's trying to do. But hey, to your point, <clears throat> Mayor McCheese, best one-liner in the movie, it's definitely this one. Ho, ho, hoes. Take a shot. Drink. Done. All right. Cheers. We will launch directly into the trivia challenge because it's only a four-question one. Should go quickly. Uh, this is the healthier challenge, and since there's not much background on this movie and Chumpzilla can't stay away from IMDb, I had to get creative with some uh, variety in these questions. Uh, tonight's prize for you guys is the Grandpa's Nutcracker gun so we can save something from the Nutcracker movie from last week. Fuck yeah. If I shoot the Sugar Plum Fairy with the Nutcracker gun, does that make her more powerful? Yes. I don't have a set chime in for this. You can do ho ho hoes or you can do anything. Frankly, well, I'm trying I don't to care. I'm trying to kill the listener with drinking, so ho okay. ho hoes it is. Yeah. Ho so, ho hoes it is. Drink. There's another one. All right. Question Cheers. number one. This is based on Krampus, the actual uh story, not the movie. The Christmas uh, Yes. As most know, Krampus was supposed to tag along with St. Nicholas, and his job was to punish the bad children. As part of his punishment, what did Krampus do? And there may be more than one, so you're going to want to listen to them all. A. Give them coal. B. Eat their parents. C. Beat them with tree branches. D. Eat the children. Or E. Both C and D. Ho, ho, ho. C and D. Gotta go to Captain Cash. You didn't CND. It is CND. He would either beat them with tree branches or eat them and take them to hell. Also, also technically, one was kidnapped them, and it's switches. He would leave switches for the yeah. parents to beat the children with. That's a tree branch. It's also true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Stop for a moment here. Do you guys know that actually Krampus had the original elf on the shelf? Oh, no. Krampus yeah. on the Krampus? Mm, Black Pete. Black uh, Pete. Watches the children for Krampus. Is that the fucking goat from what's it called? 
Black Phillip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, no, 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 no. Which, he's got a buddy. He's got Black Pete. Watch right. out. Black Pete, he's got an eye on you. Moving on. Here we go. Three, two, one. Question number two. This is around marriage. So the story goes that Wanda Farrington, or Ferriton, a uh, stunt woman, agreed to do this movie because she mistook Bill Goldberg for Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's a, a fact. That's not a great Jewish mistake, but all right, yeah. cool. She did still end up doing the flick and then ended up marrying Bill Goldberg. <laughs> yep. uh, which one of these Hollywood couples did not meet on set? A, huh. Miley Cyrus and the other Helmsworth brother, Liam, Liam or whatever. B, Daniel Craig and Rachel Weiss? Wes? Weiss. Weiss. Oh. Yes, Weiss. that's the one. Rachel Weiss. C, C, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Or oh, D, Ashton and Mila. Ho, ho, hoes. Thunderous wizard. It's uh, Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. Wrong. Jumpzilla. Oh, son of a bitch. Right, read me that. I, again. I've been drinking too many of these. I'm going to keep going, though. Oh, oh, oh snail Craig. will creep up on you. That's a fact. Daniel Craig and Rachel Weiss. Weiss. Kurt Weiss. Russell and... Whatever. <laughs> Kurt Rachel Russell and Goldie Hawn. <laughs> Shut up. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn are Ashton and Mila. I'm going to go with uh, Daniel Craig. Mm, you're all wrong. It is Ashton Kurt Russell and, and Goldie Hawn, but they are they not met a, married. They met at an audition. Oh, and they are not, and they I are thought not they got married. married. Bitch. Oh, yeah. They're married okay. through uh, whatever it's called. Common law. Yeah. No, well, I don't listen. think they ever got married. I think they're just still a couple. Well, they, listen, they're listen. technically married by California the, law because no, they've lived right, together yeah, for so long. Depends. But they're not oh, married, okay. married yet. Uh, yeah. We on the pod wish nothing but good for Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. May, you know, may their relationship continue. In Kurt currently, Russell is literally an American treasure. He is. Currently, it's uh, one Captain Cash and then two goose eggs across the board. Question number three. This is on body count. Which of these horror movies has the highest body count? A, okay. Santa Slate, this movie. B, oh. Silent Night, Deadly Night. C, Krampus. Or D, Jack Frost. Ho, ho, ho's. Drink. Captain Cash. This movie. That is correct. Santa yeah. Slate ah! has a... Stop, stop. Uh, hold on. Let me guess. A 41. Yeah, because you read IMDb. Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, this movie does have a high body count. That's, that, that's also a gross yeah. exaggeration. I can't think mm. of 41. How many people were in the strip club? Because they had to inflate that to make 41. Well, I mean, they, he got it. Well, if you got all the strippers and every of the patrons, that's like a solid 20 right there. Yeah, but there was two people in the bar plus the two bartenders. That's it. That and 12 strippers. <laughs> okay, final question. This is around wrestling. So I mean, I won, though, so cool. Yes, oh, shut up. Question. Let him ask uh, the wrestling question, you harlot. Tyler Maine, a.k.a. Big Sky from the WCW, was also a big uh, wrestling-to-movie crossover. Which of these movies did he not star in? A. Troy B. Joe Dirt C. Halloween, 2007 D. The Devil's Rejects E. X-Men Or F. He was in all of those movies. Ho, ho, ho. ho, ho. Oof. I'm going Thunderous Wizard just because I know. Uh, he's not in Troy. Wrong, is he? My man, oh, oh, oh. who's he in Joe Troy? Dirt. He's the giant guy. No, that that's wrong. It's Nathan killed. Jones, asshole. That's not Tyler no. Mayne. That's it's Nathan Tyler Jones. Tyler that's Tyler Nathan Jones, a hundred percent. God damn get out, it! Get out your cell phone while I move on to Captain Cash. Joe Dirt. 
It's Nathan Jones. Those are Captain Cash. What is your answer? I mean, the answer is he's in all of them. You are correct. Though... He is in all of them. I mean, Nathan Adam Jones. Actually, right. I said your dirty's right. Is it? Uh, Bo Agrius, Nathan yeah, Jones. I've seen, I'm Googling it, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think Thunderous Wizard might be correct here. Nathan Jones does appear to have been in Troy. Yes, he kills him with the, the, the Achilles maneuver. Yeah, in the first like heel. Tyler Maine is in it. He's Ajax. See? Yeah. Uh, so you got him wrong. That's so, why I said, so, who is he in it? Because I know he's not the uh, big guy. Okay, okay. Scene. So. I was still right. Yes. You were, well, you were both right, but you got the point. So I was you, the most right. You clear the board on this one. Okay. Give me that nutcracker well, gun, baby. Well, do you want it in gun Ooh, yeah. form or chestnut shooting form? Oh, I want it in chestnut shooting form because as soon as I have it, I will take over the four rounds. <laughs> I'm going to need some time right. to convert it back to chestnut shooting form. Okay, fair. Uh, fun fact, though, Tyler Maine's tag team partner in WCW, Big Sexy, Kevin Nash. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, that will lead us right into recommendations. Uh, let's start with you, Captain Cash. What is your choice this month? Is there a new DuckTales or Expanse coming out? Listen, DuckTales is getting canceled after three seasons, and I am fucking broke up about it. That is a great show. Everyone should watch it. But no, uh, my recommendation this time, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of fucking slasher movies out there uh, that I think understand what they are and execute on a very low budget in a way that it's really enjoyable that I think this movie wanted to be. And the best example I can give of that, and I may have recommended this before, but I don't care. I'll do it again or I'll do the sequel is, is happy death day. You have not recommended that. And I agree. Happy death day is awesome. Even happy death day two is great. And Freaky like, just came out. He'd say, "Oh, director. I listen. I, I haven't yeah. seen Freaky yet. I want to see that really badly." But th- this is part of the whole Bloomhouse Productions, where they're they're doing classic horror tropes, but in a really smart way. And Happy Death Day is basically Groundhog's Day, but at the end of it, you know, she's murdered. Like the the final girl is murdered, and it's her way out of. Figuring out how to be not murdered. Oh, yeah, well, it, yeah, it's basically it's basically uh, Groundhog's Day, but you're dead. Yeah, and and it's it's yeah. really really good. And if you, it came out, I think it was not that long ago, two years ago. Yeah, it's definitely check that out. Decent. And Freaky obviously is Freaky Friday. Yeah, but so, you're switching again. with the body of a serial yeah. killer, which and, again, uh, what a concept. Yeah, way to go, Bloomhouse. All right, somebody else. Bloomhouse is awesome. All right, Chumpzilla, what do you got? Well, it's not nearly as much fun as Captain Cash, but uh, yeah, this movie does have a famous actor in it that I love and we should all love. It's got Dave Fran Thomas. Drescher. Fran no. Drescher. <laughs> I love, I love the um, nanny, and she is great and all that. But no, it's got, it's got Fred. You know, our, our buddy uh, Dave Thomas, not Fred Thomas, Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas, <clears throat> who you might remember from the comedy duo that gave us Strange Brew. And that's my recommendation. Check out Strange Brew. It's, it's a fantastic movie. And yeah, it's beer related, related and it's a great movie. I, I've recommended it before, I'm pretty sure. So don't kill me here. But no, Dave Thomas, 
He's the preacher in this movie. And you should all think he sucks because he does. But he's way cooler in Strange Brew. Grab yourself some Elsinore. Make sure there's no mouse in it. And cheers. So, Strange Brew. Love you guys. Wizard, what do you got? Take care. Okay, so this is a less than conventional Christmas movie, obviously. So I watched another less than conventional Christmas movie called Fat Man, which stars Mel Gibson and Walton Goggins. Mel Gibson is Santa Claus, who's sort of down on his luck because there's too many bad kids in the world and he can't meet his quota to get paid by the government anymore. And he doesn't really capitalize on all the Christmas commercialization. So, I mean, that's that, sort that of seems like a cop out for Mel Gibson. I saw it's all I these saw bad kids. Yeah. I saw a trailer for this and it actually looked intriguing. Regardless, obviously, we all have our reservations about Mel Gibson, but Walton Goggins is in it as a kid who was a bad kid and uh, is then hired to go and assassinate Santa Claus. And he's really friggin' awesome in this movie. Uh, It's, you know, it's a low budget movie. You can rent it now as a theater at home for like seven bucks. I enjoyed it for what it was. and, you know, hopefully Mel Gibson isn't a monster anymore, but I don't know. So Hopefully. Um, yeah. To keep in line with my good family holiday movie recommendations for the month, I will be recommending The Muppets Christmas Carol. If you have kids, uh, go watch it. Yeah. Double the Marley for your buck. Yeah. that uh, Marley I mean, and Marley. We're Marley kids, and Marley. <sighs> if you have I, kids, I like watch it movie. with them. If you don't have kids, still go watch it. It's a great movie. Oh, listen. And... And it stars Michael Caine. And I think you're underselling it because not only does it star Michael Caine, but at the end you get a Michael Caine musical number, which you will treasure for the rest of your life. You're welcome, folks. Do do we not get uh, some sesame cakes? No, that's a Delroy Lindo thing. Still still not the same guy. (laughs) No, I meant, meant, do we not get some Tim Curry? No Tim. Uh, no, 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 no uh, Tim Curry. That, that, that's, Tim Curry. That, that's, that's that's Muppet that's Treasure Muppet Island. Treasure Island. Yeah. You're Treasure close. Island. Yeah. You're close. Yes. Okay. That's fair. We will right. allow that. I tried. That's all we got tonight, folks. Don't Remember to stay safe and uh, check in with your friends and loved ones this holiday season, especially if you're locking it back down through the new year. Uh, reach out and say hi to everyone. Make sure they're doing well. Hopefully, and we all Santa get... hasn't murdered all of them. Yeah, and that yeah, Goldberg Santa hasn't shown up and kicked your dog through your chimney. Oh, ho, uh, <laughs> Drink. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully, we all get Again. through this and have a much better 2021. Mick Cheese out. All right. So, real talk. This bo- this bothered me. We had to go back. Uh, is this movie better with Jeff Goldblum as a killer Santa? I think it might be. I really think it is. Listen, uh, you guys, you you guys are on the naughty list, huh? Ho, ho, ho.